Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Welcome back, everybody, to the Live Lucky Podcast. Um, today we've got an interesting topic here. You know, I truly believe everything in our lives can be a teacher. But I've found that pain, poverty, and our partners tend to be some of the most uh, beneficial teachers, at least that I've had in my life. And so I wanted to kind of talk about this it came up in a session the other day with someone when we were trying to work through some past trauma and uh, this individual was just like, I don't know how to be able to just make peace with this and move on. And so I just kind of invited this person to zoom out to kind of depersonalize themselves from that particular trauma and just see it as an overall pain and something that um, we eventually got to the idea of seeing it as a teacher. And so I know that I shared my story in uh, episode five. Um, so if you do want to hear a little bit more about that, if this, to give you context, uh, you know, as I share this, this uh, just thinking about my surgery last summer, I mean, I experienced more pain than I ever had. And of course, this is just a physical pain. You know, there are relational pains and mental and emotional pains. Like, I mean, we can experience pain in so many different ways. Um, but, you know, if I think about what the surgery taught me, um, first of all, it did teach me a lot. But I think it really taught me the power of choice in a really profound way. When I was at the hospital, you know, I was in there for two weeks, and everybody, the nurses, the doctors were saying, you know, the best thing you can do is just start walking. And, I mean, the, the day after I had my whole stomach cut open, 26 staples, right? Like, I mean, like, I am in a lot of pain, and the nurse comes in to take me out for a walk the day after. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding. I... I when he tried to lift me out of the bed, I just kind of screamed. I was like, I can't do this today. Give me another day, at least one more day. And so he, he finally agreed, but it was just like um, everybody was telling me this is what you need. And that was exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do, you know. But what I found was, okay, that next day he did help me out of the bed. And I I didn't walk far. I mean, it was probably you know, to the door and back. I don't even know if it was that far, to be honest with you. It's still kind of a blur. But it, I recognize that my power to choose trumped the pain. And in that, that gave me, that was a lot of empowerment that I needed to be able to step into who I wanted to be. And that was someone who was healed, right? Someone who worked through this particular surgery and was better on the other side. So from then on, you know, not that it was perfect a journey by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, there were days that it was a real struggle, but I did start trying to put into practice 
walking a little bit every day, you know. Um, I'll be honest, I think that when I first got home, I, I didn't do as much of the walking. I, I was, I think at one point in the hospital, I got to the point where I had like 10,000 steps or something, or maybe it was 8,000. But when I got home, I kind of came back and didn't really do as much, but then I kind of just committed to myself, okay, I'm going to choose every single day to get up and walk at least something, and even a couple times a day. And so I started doing that, and I started noticing, you know, that I would have more um, strength, more energy, more motivation. Just everything in my life seemed a little bit better. Um, And so just recognizing that I could choose to do what I wanted to do regardless of the pain. And again, I was walking in pain. It's not like the pain disappeared by any, I mean, it was still there with me, you know, but... um, it really was a really interesting teacher, and I did learn a lot. And that's just one aspect of it. And I don't want to make this podcast a half an hour. So uh, the second thing in terms of, you know, another teacher is poverty. Um, you know, I shared in my story in Episode 5, you know, there was a point where we were really not making a lot of money, and, uh, you know, we had to really try to figure out how to survive and so the one of the biggest teachings that poverty taught me and my wife was priorities. You know, it really helped us to understand what is important to us. What do we want to spend, you know, the, the little amount of money that we had, what did we want to spend it on and how did we want to use that in a way that would be helpful for us as individuals, our family, and even our futures. You know, so it really taught us that importance of figuring out priorities. Now, on the same, I do want to say on the flip side, I think that wealth can be a great teacher as well. And so, again, like I said, I think everything can be a good teacher, but I'm just sharing my own personal experience here. Poverty was a really helpful teacher. Uh, I've been able to use what I learned in, in understanding what I desire and my priorities and and really being able to act on those as a result of being poor. So that may not be everybody's experience, whether it is in pain or poverty, but I'm just sharing again my experience that these were great teachers for me. And then the third thing I would say are partners. Um, it's no surprise that you know, the people who are closest to us are also the ones that we have the most struggles with, right? Because we're inviting them into the most deepest parts of us and vice versa. We're in the deepest parts of them. We're spending the most amount of time with them. And so it's really easy to get on each other's nerves and, you know, and and just seeing those, you know, moods and emotions fluctuate, you know, day to day and moment to moment. Um, But what I've really tried to commit to is not trying to judge my partner, um, my wife, or and I could even say partners as even friends or, you know, people in business with me, um, primarily my wife. Uh, I, I try to see, okay, what can I learn from her? She teaches me so much all the time, you know even when I don't want to hear it, right? Like she'll be saying, well, you know, this might not be the best way to do this. Or, you know, have you thought about trying it this way? And, you know, she's really 
gentle in the way that she approaches me because she knows that I'm like, if she tells me what to do, I'm like, ah, nope, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, um, but I've really tried to get to the point where it's like, I'm just trying to truly understand, step out of my own ego and really learn from what she's trying to teach me. And so I would say all three of these are really difficult things in our lives pain, poverty, and and people close to us, but at the same time, they are also can be our greatest teachers. You know, all three give us truly these opportunities to learn and to grow, and most importantly, to step into the person that we desire to be. Because without growth, without learning, we're never going to step into that person. Okay, so we need to look for opportunities for that growth and and ways we can step into that and and learn from everything that's going on around us. So how do these three teachers of pain, poverty, and partners help us lead lucky? Um, Well, I'm not going to talk about every single one of those, but I I do want to share this. You know, running the health food store for 11 years with my family and... um, you know, of course, there was times where it was slow and we'd have down months. I mean, this was a business, right? And um, my mom, one of the things that I'll never forget that she taught me, she said that, you know, she always told me that when things were slow, that was the greatest opportunity to invest in making things even that much better. Um and it's so interesting because that's exactly what I've found in counseling, too. You know, when I'm working with people through depression or anxiety, you know, and they, they get to this place of feeling, you know, calm or stable. And that truly is the best time to dig even harder into your healing process you know, practicing those things that are going to help with calming your brain even more when you are calm, because it's going to create those neural pathways even deeper and stronger when you're calm. And so I've noticed that that was one thing that kind of carried over, and that brings in a little bit of each of those different pieces of pain, poverty, and partners uh, in, in that story, but really recognizing the opportunities when they're in front of you. Uh, to grow, to learn, and that opportunity to step into who you want to be. So what are you going to take away today? What is it that really stuck out to you? Um, And what are you going to do with it? I hope that you make your life just one step better as you take one of these or all three of these different aspects and and teachers uh, that you've seen in your life and opportunities to learn and grow. So in closing here, guys, of course, living lucky is not living alone. All right. So if this did help you, please share it. Uh, and if you have questions, post them. We'll, we'll definitely answer those. And also, I don't know if you've done this yet, but go ahead and follow the Live Lucky podcast so you'll know when the next episode is available. Guys, I appreciate you so much in just spending time with me today, listening to what I had to say, sharing my stories, and I hope in some small way this makes your day better. All right, guys, I look forward to talking to you next time, and I hope you have a great day.